This is the Chatter with Chad podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gleisel. This episode's special guest is Dave Chavez. But uh, we have the the master behind the computer board, keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I, like I said, I've never been a big biker myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do have a bike. I, I have a almost brand new bike out in the garage. I bought it. A little, maybe a year or two before I moved out here, but I just, I don't get on it. I guess as much as I would have, I would like. Yeah, you know, the the thing is, you you really have to put in the effort. You have to put in. You have to be committed. That's that's the bottom line. You have to be committed. Willpower, which you know, some of us have. Some some have more, depending, but uh, it's it's willpower. You know, I mean, like for me. Would be a huge sacrifice to get up at five o'clock in the morning to ride a bike, or even walk a mile. Not five o'clock in the morning, please. No, uh, I might do nine at the most, but no, 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 not not five. No, now well, now now well, the 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 moon is still up in the air and and the sun is barely coming out. No, 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 <laughs> not me. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I just couldn't. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'd like to. I think about getting up and like running and stuff, but it's. I would do it if it wasn't so much work. Yeah, although I heard that it, once you do something in the morning sunlight, you wake up earlier. I mean, you you your body more or less wakes up because yeah. you know because of the sunlight, you know. And they say that the best way to wake up is actually, you know, opening up the windows right away when you get up, you know. And, and there's even, I believe, some, like, alarm clocks that light up your room or something like yeah. that, you know. Yeah, I've seen uh, this. I'd, so, you know. But. I used to have this alarm clock. This thing was like a, a siren. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very deep sleeper, and this thing was basically just a big, round speaker. And uh, it used to have, like, <laughs> and it would it was loud you the whole house could like hear but that was the only thing that woke me up uh, i've gotten better now that i'm older do you use do you use a, an actual alarm clock or no, do you I use, use my your, phone. your phone right i think everybody uses a phone because i use my phone too yeah i use my phone now that wakes me but i'm telling you back in the day when i was in a school that phone i would have slept right through that Really? Yeah, I was a very, very deep sleeper. I, I've definitely come out of that now that I'm older. But back when I was a kid, I would have slept right through that. My mom used to squirt me with water. She used <laughs> to have a spray bottle, and the alarm would be going off, and she would start spraying like the side of my head, and that would wake <laughs> me up. That was the only way to get me up. <laughs> no, I, what I do is... Uh, my childhood traumas. <laughs> is hit the snooze button. And, and there's one big question I have. I'm not sure if this is if this is true for everybody, but are all snooze alarms only nine minutes? And why nine? It seems kind of bizarre. I mean, why not? Why not? I don't know enough about snooze. Why not ten? Why is it nine? You know, it's kind of. I don't bizarre. usually get to snooze. I usually set the alarm for the time I have to get up, so I don't have a chance to snooze. The worst thing I always do is. I always screw I screw myself over whenever I make decisions um, at night before you, you get up. Right. Yeah, or when I get up. Okay. Like, there'll be times where I'll set an alarm. I've had this already. I set an alarm to go to bed, and uh, <laughs> I, the alarm goes off. I wake up, right? And I start looking at th- This is a true story. 
I started looking at the alarm and I started processing my head. I'm like, well, I have to get up. I have to be here at this time. Why did I set the alarm this early? I was like, I got extra time here. I can get about an hour more sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I'm thinking, right, I don't right. know why. Yeah. When I went to bed, I said, I decided this time I can get an hour more sleep. So I reset the alarm for an hour, went back to sleep, woke up at, woke up when the alarm went off, started getting ready and realized that I don't know what I was thinking. I was right the first time. So now I was almost an hour late. So I had to run around <laughs> to get there. And I was like, why didn't I just listen to the time? Like, I set this on purpose when I went. Because I don't think, like, in my mind, I think I was like, oh, why did I set the alarm for, you know, 7? I don't have to be there till 8.30. I don't know why. So I, I, I changed it around and just screwed myself over. And then I ended up being so late. And I was like, I, I need to just listen to the clock when I have it set. Yeah, well, everybody seems to have a different morning routine, you know, like uh, uh, people who set the alarm at certain times, and then, of course, they do X, Y, Z, brush your teeth, pee, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, um, yeah, everyone, everyone has a different routine. And it's funny, there was a thing on, I think it was Facebook, they talked about what is the first thing you drink and everyone thinks it's coffee, and believe it or not, it's water. Because I do that too. I drink water because uh, I heard that your body is dehydrated. You know, after spending whatever amount of hours you sleep six, seven, eight, nine, whatever hours without any water at all. So, you know, so that's the first thing to do drink is water. Then comes the coffee. Well, actually, you know, I'll brush my teeth and all that, all the fun stuff. But, um, but uh, the the survey on Facebook was you know, people were surprised that it was actually water, yeah. and then and then coffee. Well, you, I mean, I usually I wake up, uh, I usually go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, brush my teeth, jump in the shower, and then uh, after that, I'm usually done. You know what I hate doing, and uh, Peppy, don't you hate? Brushing, so you get up, you brush your teeth, and then you have to eat breakfast. It seems counterintuitive. Yeah. I should almost eat breakfast and then brush my teeth afterwards. But I always, I get this routine. Like first thing I do is, you know, I got to shower. Um, some I, some people shower before bed. Some shower in the morning. I like the morning. Wakes me up. Mm-hmm. Wakes me up. No, I mean if I did something that was, you know, that messy or dirty before, right, then I right. would shower before. You know, I go to bed like if I was sweating all day, or you know, yeah. I was out doing yard so, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. something where I have like dirt. Then I would shower before bed. I make an exception, but for just the day to day routine, I actually prefer showering uh, in the morning mm-hmm. over you know before bed. Well, going back to brushing your teeth and eating, uh, I, I know it's counterintuitive, but I don't know. I'm not that hungry that early in the morning. I mean, I could, I could have breakfast like two hours after I wake up, or, or two and a half hours. I'm not a real big breakfast fan. Well, believe it or not, I like, I love breakfast, but not the first thing when I wake up. And I brush my teeth in the mornings because I just don't like. My wife used to call it mung mouth, <laughs> whatever that means. But I guess it's just a yucky, pasty feeling that you have in your mouth in the you know when you wake up. So brushing your teeth, I mean, really feels much better. I don't know. I know some people also like uh, 
use what scope or whatever mouthwash first but i feel like i need to brush my teeth before, you know even if i be using a, a, a mouthwash of some sort yeah but i'm not i'm not really that hungry first thing in the morning uh i'm more thirsty and um you have to stalk the prey before you eat right yeah i have to go finalists yeah by prey let's see oh oh boy the uh breakfast sandwich is up in the freezer <laughs> Come a long way from the caveman days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and breakfast is completely different every day. Uh, you know, some people are cold cereal fanatics every single day. I'm sorry, I I cannot do something every single day to eat like you know like breakfast every day. I I knew uh, uh, a colleague of mine um, who had a fixed routine when it came to meals uh and one of them was like uh the morning bagel and maybe cream cheese and coffee i'm sorry i like bagels and cream cheese but not every single day i'm sorry no 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 it has there, there there's egg day there is uh oatmeal day there's cold cereal day and then of course eggs could be sunny side up could be scrambled it could be all different types of ways with uh with eggs and and cereal, there's all different types of cereal, um, and then there's all different types of uh, oatmeal, granola, what have you. So you know, I'm not I'm not of course an orange juice fan in the morning. Some people do, but I you know first of all it it has tons and tons of sugar, and I was told by the doctor, you know, eat an orange, you know, cut up an orange. It's much healthier and better for you than than. Uh, than orange juice. And and speaking of orange juice, to me, the authentic, real orange juice is the one that you kind of squeeze yourself from oranges. Yeah. Because one time, uh, there's a store, I won't mention it, and they had this machine, and they were showing people how they make orange juice. They had their own label. But but they were, I hope they were, wa- I hope the oranges were washed. They just tossed the oranges, the whole orange, peel, seeds, and everything, and this thing just liquefied them, and that was your concentrate, concentrated orange juice. But it was the whole orange, you know, yeah. as is, you know, pulp, skin, uh, you you name it, the whole thing was just thrown in there. And I'm like, Ugh. but um, but the, to me, the real, real, real orange juice is the one that you cut the orange in half and squeeze it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like the uh, like the classic lemonade. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, dice some sugar on it, put some water, mainly water, mm-hmm. lemon water, a little bit of sugar, mix it up. I love when I love when you go to the amusement parks and they make it and they, <laughs> you know, they splash <laughs> between the two cups. Oh yeah, and mix it up, and then and then they have half of the lemon as your like cover for your cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's always really good. I like that. Uh, Whenever we would go to amusement parks, I always got the lemonade, the fresh squeezed lemonade, because they do it right there. Yeah. The machine that, you know, shoves it down and juices it, and then they, they mix it between the cups with the water and the sugar. Yeah. As as a kid growing up in Chicago, there was a, uh, at uh, our neighborhood corner, there was an Italian ice place, and, and it was authentic, homemade Italian ice, even that you... When you got it, it even had like the zest of the lo- of the lemon yeah. in within 
the the Italian ice. It was oh man, it was really really good. But yeah, you know, I love Italian ice. Oh yeah, I do too. I do. I yeah. love Italian ice. And, and I mean, and I mean the the authentic thing, not necessarily the frozen store bought brand. Yeah, no, I like um. There's nothing better. Well, my thing about uh, things like uh, lemonade is just the fact it's so easy to make at home. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not just make it fresh? Mm-hmm. And and lemonade, fresh made lemonade is much better for you than Kool Aid. Not our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah. of course, as a kid, I mean, I don't know about you, but I I grew up with Kool Aid. Not our sponsor. <laughs> is it still around? Yeah, it's yeah, it oh, still okay. exists. Um, you can still buy it. I think uh, the packets. I think you can get it in um, a, a store near you. Uh huh. No, yeah, you can you can still buy it. Yeah, that's still around. Yeah. No, my my mom used to uh, would buy you know Kool Aid, and and back then in those days in the sixties, I think they were like, I think ten cents a pack or even less, you know. And because everything back in the sixties was either ten cents a piece or three for a quarter. Um, oh, what was the name of the uh, Cracker Jack? Cracker Jack. Since there was three of us, it was always the bundle all taped together, whatever, and it was three for a quarter. You know, which of course nowadays it's unheard of. Three boxes of Cracker Jack for a quarter—that's you know unheard yeah. of nowadays. Yeah. Um, or, or or the single just the single box of Cracker Jack was ten cents. Like I said, back in the 60s, it seemed like a lot of things were 10 cents or three for a quarter. Yeah, times have changed. You got that right. <laughs> Everything's more expensive. I'll tell you, the, the grocery store nowadays is, is just ridiculous. I went to the grocery store today. I got like, you know, those small carts, not even the big cart. Mm-hmm. I got a small cart and it was pretty full of stuff. And that I ended up that was like a hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You can't shop for under a couple hundred bucks anymore. Oh no. 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 It's it's crazy how expensive just everything has gotten. And and the funny thing is, there used to be. I've noticed that in newspapers, they no longer carry coupons. Mm-hmm. It's now you now have to download digital coupons or whatever. And 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 to me, you know, I'm not very tech savvy. That seems to be more of a hassle than than you know the old fashioned you know cut out the coupon. But the other thing is, I've noticed that even in the newspaper that that do have coupons, it used to be like whatever it was amount of money off for one item. Now you have to buy three items to get that same amount off. Yeah, you well, know they need money. Well, yeah. Oh, and here's something that you probably never had before growing up. Um, uh, I forgot the Care, name of it. The caring family. Well, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, I had a caring family. No, um, it's, it's not food stamps. It's S and H green stamps. AMP. There was a store called AMP. Uh, had their own brand. They had like yellow stamps, and then your parents, well, my mom did, collected them, and then after you got so many. Books filled with these S and H green stamps. You then redeemed them for whatever item you wanted to get, like you know, towels, blankets, or whatever you wanted to get. 
And it, and, it, and it was kind of unique. I mean, we we no longer do that anymore. It doesn't exist. I don't know when when was the last time or when it, it stopped happening, you know, the S&H green stamps or the A&P yellow stamps. Yeah, I found um, old magazines locally for, to hear of uh, from my grandma. And it's crazy how they would have, uh, like, the one, they had some coupons in it, and the one coupon was, uh, I think it was, like, Five cents off of a, a gallon of this. It was like a local milk company, mm-hmm. and it was a coupon for one of the grocery stores that I don't think exists anymore. But it was like five cents off, and then the price of the the milk, the gallon of milk was like fifteen cents. So it took it down to ten cents, and it's wow. crazy that yeah, I, a time we'll probably never see again. Yeah, and then there used to be even you know coupons that you would clip out of the uh, Sunday paper. That had like no expiration date, mm-hmm. so you, you can cut it out and use it whenever because there was absolutely no expiration date. You know, at least according yeah. to the coupon. Yeah, and now they all have expiration dates. At times you have to look at it and think, oh, do I really need this, or do, can I? Do I need this like within two weeks because in, within two weeks the coupon expires? You know. Yeah, I guess the goal nowadays is to get. To a level of wealth where you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> the level, get, and that's the problem, getting to that level of wealth. Yeah, it's hard. So how'd you do it? What? Do what? Get to that level of wealth. It's called investing in stocks and bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how the stock market is doing, I think it was doing pretty good yesterday. And it, and it has its ups and downs. I'm not, I'm not uh, a, uh, what's the word, a financial advisor. That's, that's why I have one. But um, I'm always curious as to, okay, if, if the stocks were up one day and then they're down the other day, well, what exactly caused them to go down? Or what exactly caused them to go up? You know. Yeah. You know, I, I, and that, and that to me is, it's a, it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. The Twilight Zone. I know. Da 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 da. I've been rewatching that. Yeah, I heard you've been rewatching. Yeah, I've been rewatching the old ones, the black and white ones. Yep, the black yeah. and white, all yeah. black and white. It's, yeah. it's they're interesting. Mm-hmm. They're interesting. There's one episode that I always, always remember to this day, and it was like, um, I remember it, it was in a diner, and the diner had this, like, this little thing uh, at the end of the table, there's the window, and it's like a miniature ju- jukebox mm-hmm. that used to yeah. pick the songs, and it used to play it, and apparently it was possessed, or something happened, it was like demonic, or whatever, but I just thought it was funny because uh, there there was a a diner that I remember as a kid that had those those, those things, you yeah. know, that you uh, like a little you picked whatever song you wanted to play, and it was like uh, it was a letter and a number, and it was like bingo, you know, A three or whatever, and the song would play, and um, and back then it was also like I said, ten cents a song, you know, yeah. Or, or three songs for a quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that was one of the episodes at uh, in the Twilight Zone that always intrigued me because as a kid I remember saying those things. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I watched one. Um, this is one of the original ones. That was good. Guy, uh, he he was a, like a very annoying man. Nobody liked, and uh, he went to. Uh, he was at a bar one night, and he started. To, everybody left, right? He he like annoyed everybody, so he went to this bar. Everybody left. So the bartender was mad because every time this guy came in, everybody left because they were annoyed of him. So right. the the owner of the bar that was working the bar, he complained because he told the guy, like, I basically told him, I don't like you here. You drag everybody away. And he ends up talking to some guy at the bar, buys him a beer, uh, the one guy that sticks around, and he gives him a watch. And the watch stops time, right? Which, talk about a concept. Uh, so, like, every time he would click the... Every time he would click the the watch, it would stop everybody. So, like, if, if when he was in the bar and would click it, everybody would freeze, but him. Uh, okay. So he, I think I remember that one. So he he's dealing with this and he, he's learning about it. So he gets this plan, basically that he because he he tries to stop time and he he's upset because nobody ever really liked him or wanted to pay attention to him. So he gets this watch. So. He thinks that this is going to change that form. Mm-hmm. So he starts talking to everybody, but nobody wants to spend, nobody believes him, right? He's telling them all, look, I got this watch. I can make you all freeze. Like, I can do whatever I want. And nobody believes him. They think he's full of crap, you know? <laughs> so he, he, he decides that the only way to get people's attention is by having money, right? Which it's crazy that. Right. Times haven't changed that much now. Right, right. <laughs> over the time. But he, he comes to learn that the only way to actually get people to like care about you or, or want to listen to you is to be wealthy. That's that's what he thinks in his mind. So he comes up with this plan that he's gonna stop time and, and steal money basically, right? Go to, so he goes to a bank, stops time, goes in the vault, basically robs the vault and goes to leave. And as he's leaving, he breaks the watch. Oh, and it doesn't work. So he's stuck in this, this warped reality where everybody's frozen and he's all by himself. Oh, wow. And then he he starts running around trying to talk to people and stuff, but everybody's frozen in time and he can't unfreeze them. And he starts basically begging and apologizing for what he did and saying that, you know, he doesn't want money. He just wants, you know, people back. Right. But they never come. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you know it's funny that some of those shows always had like a um, a morality uh, or uh, not a morality, a moral at, at the end of the of the episode. There was one that I remember to this day. Now I'm not sure if it was uh, uh, that one or if it was an Alfred Hitch, Hitchcock. One. Oh, he made some wonderful productions. Yes, and 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 I remember that the episode was I think called "Money Grows on Trees" or "Money Doesn't Grow on Trees." No, I think it was "Money Grows on Trees," and it was that this lady had this tree and in her backyard, and it magically did grow money. It was like dollar bills, and so she would go and like pick the leaves, which were actually dollar bills, off this tree. But then she was saving them in this, like, I don't know, cookie jar, some sort of canister or something. And and, and so she thought she was rich. But, like, if you pick leaves and you put them in a container or something, 
eventually what happens with leaves? They dry up mm-hmm. and they crinkle. Yep. And, and then they just, you know, dissolve. So here, you know, once she thought that she was rich and she went to grab her money and she opened up the thing and she pulled them out, of course, it was all dried up like leaves. Yeah. And, um, and, and it just, she realized that all that she thought that she was hoarding ended up nothing but just dried crinkle leaves. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it goes to say, you know, I think everybody associates money with happiness, but just having money doesn't necessarily make you happy. But no, no. it helps. No, well, it, it, it helps. It, it helps make life maybe easier for you. Case in point, like yeah, here your I don't life's know. a lot easier than mine. Well, I mean, a little with money. Well, well, look at look, look at my lawnmower. Hey, if I had money, do I really need a lawnmower? I would just hire out somebody else to come and do it. You know, yeah, yeah, do it for me. I don't have to. I'll pay somebody, and I don't have to be mowing my own lawn. But um, you know, the thing is uh, that uh, money is useful for good things, but if you start What's the word? I'm trying to think of a nice word, like bending over backwards for money or killing yourself for money. At the final end, all that you have accomplished and all the stuff that you have gathered at the end of your life, and, and, and you know, you're either being lowered six feet into the ground or being, uh, being turned into ashes, you know, you have all of the stuff left over and then everybody else who who you knew has to get rid of or do something about it. Yeah. Or, you know, what my wife used to say, and, and it's true, uh, we went to an auction one time, and she said, you know, it's kind of sad that this is all the stuff that this person used to have, and it's now just being sold left and right to people that, had nothing to do in her life, and now she's gone, and all of this stuff is like, you know, all over. It's mm-hmm. you know, so I I no longer really you know. Oh, you can't take your things along with him. No, and to this day, I haven't I haven't been to any funeral that I've seen a U-Haul come you know, <laughs> come behind the funeral procession. You know. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Here's your stuff, you know. You can't take it with you when you're gone. Right, that's true. You know, so those people who have stuff and have money and and, and donated to good purposes or, or people who have uh, uh, wills or whatever and, and uh, have, like, um, scholarships, you know, named after them for X, Y, Z, you know, if you're going into nursing or into education or into whatever, you know, it's good for them. And, and, and it... And it continues their legacy, uh, that the, the, the good that they have done while they are alive is now being passed on to other people. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. You know. Because, you know, all, all the stuff, you know, at times that I look at stuff that I buy and whatever, and then, and then at time, times I tell myself, oh, well, it will be a, a yard sale fodder. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we buy now would be next year's you know, yard sale fodder. And then whenever they, people have yard sales, I'm thinking, oh, I remember that thing. Oh, yeah, I had one of those before or stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You ever have a yard sale? Uh, not anymore. I, I prefer to donate the stuff to either the church or Goodwill or Salvation Your Army. Neighbor. Or my neighbor, if my neighbor needs it. I mean, uh, if I don't need it, why throw it away? If, if, it's, if it's good and serviceable and my neighbor needs it, it's, hey, it's yours. You want it? It's yours. Yeah, I, um, I just, I, I don't have the time for a yard sale. Yeah. It's so much work and time. It, and True. It's true. It's one time we had a yard sale, and the funny thing is the money we got out of it, I think it was just a pittance. So what we did with the money that we got out of the yard sale, we just ordered two pizzas, and that was it. That's where the yard sale money went to. Pizza, lunch. <laughs> yeah, basically paid you guys off for doing all the work. You know, yeah. And then you have to pull that stuff out. Um, label it all. Label it all. Put it out. You know, be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not a morning person. You know, and have all this stuff out there. And then there are some people that are really, really super greedy. And I'm thinking, you know, like, really, folks? This is stuff that's, you know, like secondhand used and what have you. And you're going to be kind of like, you know, like vultures over the stuff, you know. Now, of course, you know, there are people who are looking for antiques and, and, and stuff like that, you know. And, and they're the first ones to come out, you know, bright and early. Mm-hmm. It's like Black Friday in your driveway. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you know, and especially if you have antiques, you know, or, or stuff that that uh, is old and you may not care for it, but somebody who thinks that there's some value to it, you know, they'll go for it. And then the thing is, a value also changes from year to year, from you know, decade to decade, uh, and, and from region to region, like. Northeastern Pennsylvania, the stuff that you have that's an antique, you'll get more money down here in Lancaster County than you would up there. Yeah. You know, like uh, like my um, in-laws, they had a beautiful, beautiful old-fashioned Vitrola, the ones that you would just crank and put these clay records on, you know, what have you. I believe up there, they got uh, up in the Hazleton area, I believe they only got a $100 for it. Meanwhile, here... Probably close to a thousand down here in Lancaster County. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, I'm not I'm not a uh, an appraiser uh, for antiques, but I'm pretty sure here in Lancaster County you would have gotten more than a hundred dollars for a Vitrola. Probably. Yeah, I don't know a lot about them. You know, you know what a Vitrola is. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like an old yeah. fashioned. The crank was it the crank one? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the big tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. Yeah. My problem is I don't have I don't have a house for antiques. I'm not uh your house is an antique. Yeah, yeah my, <laughs> that is true. Especially yeah, after you told antique. me yesterday that it used to be down the farm and then it was rolled over. Yeah, I was going to say this house this house was built before they had electricity. The electricity was all put in after the fact. So yeah, I, this, I Yeah, this it. house is an antique, that's for sure and uh it it shows its age in yeah. some places, but uh, it's got character. It's got character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and spirits, if you believe in that. Yeah. Well, now we actually, I, uh, as you know, I, I do I do go ghost hunting and stuff uh, as a hobby, and I do it on well, the side. I just learned that last night. I never knew that you were into ghost hunting until you mentioned it last night. I was like. Oh. Yeah, and I can say that, you know, as far as this house, for how old this house is and everything that's gone on, I can actually say that uh, 
I don't uh, I don't know if it's uh, it could be a couple things, but I I don't ever get a feeling that the house I I guess the best way to put it is nothing spooky ever takes place here. Knock on wood um, uh, that I know of. But it's also this house has been in my family for so many years that. I feel like any spirits that would be left here are probably ancestors of mine. So hopefully they would cut me some slack and give me a little bit of a break. Yeah, well, I still remember your, your grandfather, uh, you know, shoveling snow off the driveway. And then the, I think, 80-year-old man then would take a break and, and, and then lights up a cigarette. And I'm like, oh, my God. Gosh, you know, yeah, to, cigarette break, you know. Yeah, I know, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I, I told my wife, hey, honey, I'm going to give this guy, you know, I'm going to help him out and shovel his driveway before he has a heart attack and kills over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was, that's a World War II vet right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said he did pass away from lung cancer? Uh, I, no, my father passed away from lung okay, cancer. I don't know your grandfather. Exactly. Oh, well, he had Alzheimer's. I mean, I don't, okay. I don't, think he passed away from Alzheimer's, but he had Alzheimer's towards the end. Uh, I I don't know exactly what. I know he had a, God rest his soul, he had a leg amputated. Oh. Um, Diabetic? Uh, no, I don't think he was. My grandmother was. My grandmother had diabetes. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know about him. Um, I was a little, I was younger. Yeah. You know, when he passed yeah. away, I don't, I, I don't, I was there when he, he crossed over, I uh-huh. guess you could say. I was in the room when he, did, did uh-huh. I ever tell you, I got an interesting story about, I brought him back to life. You have did? I, yeah. Have I, I, how, how did he do that? I never knew you had such a power. Uh, so I was a little kid, uh, probably 10, 10, maybe younger, and we the family would he was in a uh the retirement community right over here uh he was in, in which one there's so many um brethren village uh, moravian manor yeah luther acres moravian manor united zion <laughs> he, he cuz he was actually so he was in uh the mennonite okay his fa- you you had to be a mennonite i guess to be in there um the, whichever one he was in, it was a special one. And his family was actually Mennonite. Well, there's there, there's a Mennonite retirement community near Park City. Is that the one? I, I'm not or, sure. Or was it right here in Lidditz? It was here in Lidditz. Oh. He, all I know is he, he his family was Mennonite. He obviously broke away, but his original right, right. family was Mennonite. Um, and he was in there, and we were we would take, the family would take... Uh, I guess you could say turns visiting, you know, watching. So mm-hmm. we were there watching him, and things started going downhill. Uh, he actually had a doctor's visit that day. Yeah, the doctor came in, did tests on him, and you know, checked, said he was doing well. Um, he started going downhill rather quickly. Uh, uh, he started doing, uh, I guess, the. the like the death gargle, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah, I heard about. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he started doing that. I guess your lungs start filling up with liquids or something. I don't, but he was like gargling. Uh, he started fading in and out, and uh, my mother actually was. My mom was there, and she had a like a warm washcloth, 
She was like rubbing it on his head, mm-hmm. you know, to calm mm-hmm. him down. He was laying in bed. Yeah. She was rubbing the warm washcloth on his head. And he's laying there. He was, you know, gasping for breath. Right. And he had, I guess, you, he for all intents purposes, he had passed, passed on. Right. He he, he kind of went silent, you know. He he had passed on. So I had left to go tell a nurse, right? So I I at, I had left by this point. So I was out of the room, right? So he had passed on. And uh, I had come back in. When I came back in, my mom was standing next to him, you know, next to the bed. And I shut the door, right? And when the door slammed, he his eyes opened up wide. And he oh, went, really? <gasps> like he oh, gasped in breath. And he, like, was laying there. And then he started breathing a little bit again. And then he faded back on. And he had ultimately oh. passed on then. So that was that was the end. But... I brought him back to life for a few seconds. Wow. Wasn't that kind of scary? I guess for you and for your mom, I'm pretty sure. Now, I guess guess the sad part is um, maybe I I guess what I feel the worst for is I made his final moment so stressful. Oh, no, I don't think you have to worry about that. Oh, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. We have no remorse in this family. (laughs) Uh, we have no remorse, but yeah, I brought him back to life for a few moments. So tell me about your ghost hunting, because um, you piqued my curiosity yesterday when you mentioned that. And I'm thinking, ooh, okay, we could talk about this tomorrow, <laughs> which is today. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I've gone to some places. Uh, I've sp- spent some some time and some some quote-unquote, haunted houses. I, I traveled around with my nephew. Oh. Um, my nephew did the sound production. Shouts out to him for setting all this up for the podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, he's the reason this, this happens. Uh, but um, You go, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my nephew would come with me. Um, he would do take care of the audio. We had, uh, I think like 18 or 20 digital recorders, uh, cam. We had, I think, like 18 cameras, camcorders, IR, infrared. I don't know you know what that is. Right. I more or less remember watching some of this stuff on uh, Ghost Hunters, I believe. There's, there, there's a channel yeah. or something. I forget which one, Discovery yeah, Channel. Or- yeah, we use, uh, we use IR cameras like a lot of them do. So basically it just films in infrared, which is like what you, you need some more. Well, if you have more ice, I can run and grab some. Okay, I mean you don't have to. I mean I don't want to. No, stop, no, no. Stop where you're at. No, um, we we did uh, infrared, which films in uh, uh, like a. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. It's like a way your eyes can't see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A light. It's basically a light pattern that human eyes can't see, but it's night vision. Right. So when we film, you know, we're in total pitch darkness. Like that. That's something I think from the TV shows and stuff that some people tend to, I feel like, overlook is the fact that for us, we see absolutely nothing. Like, I, for instance, I spent three nights. Uh, we spent three nights in a uh, shut down uh, Pennsylvania state prison. Oh, the one in Philadelphia? 
No, this one was uh, up in. It's in like Center Crescent, Pennsylvania. Okay, it's called. I know. I know they do like ghost tours at the Eastern Penitentiary. Yeah, in, no, in we didn't go there. Uh, we did. Uh, we did a ghost in Crescent. It was a, a sanatorium, okay. uh, which when you know tuberculosis kind of. I, I hate to say it was cured because I don't believe it was ever cured, but now you don't, you know, die from it right, like you right. used to back in the day. They can treat it. Uh, once they kind of got a treatment plan for that uh, and started, you know, cutting down the numbers, uh, it was turned into a uh, uh, basically a mental hospital. Right. Um, it was the 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 term. It was the Crescent Home. Uh, I, I believe the official name was the Crescent Home for the mentally retarded. That was like the official name back in the day. Where is this place at? Uh, in Crescent, PA. I know, but I mean, but where is Crescent, but PA? Like, like out by State College. Oh, okay. Like okay. in the center of Pennsylvania. Like Already. In, yeah, out in that area. Um, so it was, a, as we would say nowadays, you know, it was a mental institute for individuals who right. were going through, you know, which I don't believe we have too many of those anymore. I don't think um, so, no. So it was that for a, a number of years. And then once, obviously, due to the very, very poor treatment in a lot of those facilities towards, you know, people going through right. some struggles and some yeah. some mental some mental disabilities. Uh, the state started closing a lot of them down. I mean, they were getting closed down countrywide, but when PA started shutting them down, it got shut down. And then it was converted into a, uh, I think it was a level three uh, prison. So it was a state prison for a, a number of years, and I believe it closed down. It went out of service like four years ago, and that is when uh, this place bought it. And we went there. We spent three nights there. Me, it was just me, my mother, and my nephew locked down in this prison for three nights. And it was really, it was an, yeah, it was an experience. Your mom too? Yeah, yeah. We were locked out with it, like. We would go inside the prison walls, and there was no, like, no, you, I said it was, it was, the the most intense feeling was the fact to know that for those three nights when we were in there, like, people would, like, the, my nephew, my mother and stuff, you know, you had some, some moments of, where people were a little, I guess you could say, scared. Well, and, yeah. And what I had said was, you know, at the end of the day, the thing that was making me feel the most calm is when you really thought about it. We were in probably one of the safest spots you could be because we were in this level three. Per- like, we're, talk about, try getting into this. Like, they had three, it had three fences that were coated in barbed wire. So I was like, there is nobody getting in this. Like, when the data, we are the only ones in here. You like, mean like a concentration camp? Almost. No, no, yeah, I, well, a prison. Wow. I mean, the, so, the two so, kind of go hand in hand. So, what did you three do for your meals and, and well, all? Well, we that? left during the day. Oh, okay. When sun came up, we okay. would get left. We'd get left out. We'd leave, and then we would go get food, and then um, we'd sleep. Okay, sleep, sleep. Because remember, this is all night. So we would get there. We would get sleeping there. sleeping bags, or or was there like couches? Oh, and hotel. Stuff like that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't leave home for less than a. Fluffy foam mattress and and oh really? Yeah. I mean, you you don't tell me you never slept in a sleeping bag before. No, I have. Oh okay, okay. Oh well, that's really interesting. You know, I've uh, you know you're the first one I ever knew that actually went ghost hunting, which is kind of you know. Uh, 
uh, an eye-opener because I've seen some of the stuff that goes on TV uh, of the ghost hunting, and uh, at times I'm, like, thinking, I wonder how much of that stuff is for real and how much of that stuff is, like, make-believe, you know. I know that one of the guys is always, like, the uh, the chief... Uh, the, the the chief uh, guy who runs and, and tells everybody like oh, okay we'll bring this camera or do that or do this at, at ghost hunting but uh, you're the first person that I ever know that actually went and did one of these things yeah I, I love it I, I had fun um, the the running joke though is I probably I believe more in ghosts before we started ghost hunting than after I've I've maybe maybe my group is just the worst people at ghost hunting, but we've never found a thing. Uh huh. Actually, to tell you the truth, the only time we've ever actually found something that was recorded that I would classify as as paranormal was in this house. Oh, really? Yeah, in there. What behind did you this find, wall. What did you find behind the wall? Um. Any, any like uh, skeletons or no, something? No, like <laughs> no. I hope not. No, um, we were we were doing a uh, we were testing out some of our equipment before we left to make sure it worked, you know. And uh, Dylan went. Dylan, my sound guy, shouts out to Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. He went inside of here, and me and him were in here testing out a recording device and a camera. And one of the batteries started going dead in one of the lights he had. So I left. And he's up here in pitch dark, right, by himself at that point. I left and went down. When I came up, this kid, this I mean, he was shaking up like I've never seen before. Wow. And I asked him, like, what, what's going on? He goes, you know, I think I might be losing my mind. But he said, I swear I picked something up. And he's like, I don't know what, but he's like, I, I was just sitting in here. I, w- I was talking, and I, I believe I picked something up. So I said, okay, well, we'll listen to it, you know. Let's, we'll, we'll go through. The- so later on that night, we, we finished up some things, and later on that night, we re-listened to it. And while he was talking, you hear, like, clear as day, something say, uh, Gleisel. And he's, oh, really? Yeah, he's talking, and you just hear Gleisel. Like, cl- clear as day, somebody says our, our last name, you know, right. and really spooked him out. Well, yeah. So but, that's the creepiest thing we've but, ever caught was in this house. But do you think that since your grandfather or grandmother or other people who lived here would refer to you by their own common last name? No, we think it was my father. That's what it sounded like. Oh. If I had that, uh, it sounded like my father. Did, did he pass away in this house? No. Oh. No, he didn't pass away in this house. He passed away back home. But um, it sounded, he was, by this time, he had passed on. Oh. Uh, so, and, so, what would, so if a person who passed away in a different location, would they haunt, haunt, a place where they lived before? I mean, these are the, the questions we set out to answer through ghost hunting. I mean, I don't think there's a definitive answer. Huh. You know, I guess it, it, it comes back to many different things, whether or not you believe that individuals can even haunt. Right. Um, 
I mean, my father did live here for, you know, part of his life, so I guess it is possible. And, and, if, he, and if he called out your name or last name, is it because he wanted something, he needed something, or um, he hasn't really passed on, you know, moved on to the next level? I mean, I mean, as a lay person, I mean, you know, as a spiritual person, as, as, as a Christian, we would say, you know, hasn't gone to heaven or is like in limbo or, no, well, not, I don't know what you want to call it, and, and, and he hasn't really ascended and he's still here? I, I have no, I have no idea. It could be, you know, a ton of things. We, it all comes down to, I guess, what, what you believe in. I mean, that's what I think makes ghost hunting so um, interesting to me is the fact that I feel like everybody kind of has their own take on it. You know, everybody sees different things, uh, and it comes down, it, it, it's it's hard to say definitively. And that's one of the reasons why I got into ghost hunting was because I said, you know, if, if this is a, a real thing and ghosts do exist, then I wanted to try to see what I could learn from it, you know, see if I could talk to them, see if I could learn things, see if things made a big difference. Uh, and like I told you, we didn't find a lot. Huh. So we were either really, really bad at it or uh, there's not much out there, but we didn't find a lot at all. Well, that always leads, you know, to really what you're dealing with, at least what I believe in, is the spiritual realm, because the physical realm, well, he's gone. I mean, physically, he's he's not here. Yeah. So, you know, you're now dealing with, with, with the spiritual realm. So that actually is also as a matter of faith. In a matter of what you believe in, really? Yeah, yeah. You know? no, I agree. So that's where it's it's hard to answer. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's hard to give any definitive answer because there's fifty million things that things could be. Yeah, and you, you know, and the thing is, regardless whether you're really re- religious or not, well, you know, whether you're, uh, and by religious I mean you know Christian or. Jewish or uh, Muslim or whatever faith you're into, you know, to this day, we still don't know that when you die, you know, the spiritual self, where does it go? What happens? You know, we, well, we, I mean, we, these are we questions still, we'll never know, but right, I do say... Because nobody comes back and tells you, hey, by the way, you know, you know, it's hot down here or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. or, hey, I'm on cloud nine and these clouds are kind of nice and puffy. You know, we, 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 we really don't know. No, we don't. And I think that the problem with a lot of humans is the fact that we can't stand the fact of what we don't know. No, no, because we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're human, we're... Uh, built in nature that we want to find out. We want to know, you know. And, and of course, you have some people that say, well, there is no God or blah, 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 and all that other stuff. And even though, you know, the cavemen also saw that there was something more beyond them, beyond the the, the nature of, of themselves, you know. And that's why we have a lot of, you know, 
uh, ancient religions that believe in sun worship or, you know, sun worship or moon worship or whatever because of it was be, something beyond them, beyond the physical nature of, of their understanding, you know. Um, and, 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 of course, you know, all, all types of pagan religions, you know, that there's a sun god of some sort or a, or a moon god of some sort, be it uh, Greco-Roman, uh, Aztec, Mayan, what have you. Uh, and of all different religions, there was always some sort of, like, a deity devoted, I mean, worshipped of, of something that they... Hey, I always say this. Out of all the religions out there, it's very possible one of them is the truth. only thing I say is, let's pray it's not the uh, Egyptians, or we're all screwed. The Egyptians? Their logic that you go, you go into the war of the afterlife, you have to take things... Because if that's the case, what you said is the truth, we want that U-Haul. <laughs> I'm going to want my spears and my, my guns and my... <laughs> hey... Brother, in your case, you probably need one of those huge mega vans of U-Haul. <laughs> I'm going to want to bring my podcast mics with. You never know what we need in the afterlife. <laughs> the table, the chair. <laughs> yeah, the podcast studio. <laughs> your Apple computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to need to bring all that with. All, all the goods in life I've blown my money on can come with me. <laughs> You know, it's funny at your age, and as as you get older, it's it's funny how you you blow money and different things as you get older and and, and what have you. You know, uh, when you're younger, you 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 blow money on this, that, and the other thing, and then as you get older, you kind of like think, oh, okay, now what's next? You know, yeah. <laughs> like like for me right now, it's more on experiences. It's it's more on travel. It's it's getting to know people, not necessarily stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, Women. Stuff. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, but yeah, experiences, uh, dealing with 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 people, knowing who they are, how different they are from you. That 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 person, he or she, is a unique individual, and and of course, here we are in 2023. Trying to knock over the people's head, trying to convince them that only your way is the right way, and it's not. We're all unique individuals with our own unique experiences, uh, uh, and 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 we are who we are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like I never knew that you were into ghost hunting. You know. Yeah. You yeah. Know. What's a hobby you? Ha- well, you got the flag collecting. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy uh, I really enjoy the study of flags and, and its history and how it comes to be, and and what have you. Like, um, I have my own flag which I would like to one of these days uh, have it produced. It's a very 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 simple flag, you know. Um, in my family, there was only three of us: my wife, myself, and my son. So, what geometric figure represents three? Triangle. You got it. Okay. So my flag has triangles. Okay. How many triangles? Well, depends. Uh, as an American, 
Our colors are red, white, uh-huh. and blue. That's Cor- how we bleed. Correct. So the triangles have a red triangle, a blue triangle, and of course it's a white flag. So it's white is the base, and there is a red triangle and a blue triangle. Now, on my wife's side, she's Polish and Ukrainian. The Polish flag is red and white. So we already have a red and white. Okay. On my mo- on my wife's side, on her mother, it's Ukrainian, so it's blue and yellow. So we already have blue, or the American flag. So we just have now a yellow triangle. Okay. Now, on my parents' side, they're both Mexican, so we have red, already used up in the American flag. We have white, already used up in the American flag, and red and white are already used in the Polish flag. So we have red and white. All we need is green in the Mexican flag. And so there we have it, a white flag with four triangles pointing at each other, which is a red, a white. Well, the, the flag is white, but it's, it's a red triangle, a blue triangle, yellow triangle, and a green triangle. And since we're both uh, former teachers, you have primary colors, red, yellow, blue, and now we have green. Yeah. So it's a very simple, very simple. And, and, uh, and the thing is in vexiology, which is the study of flags, the most simple flags or the most representative flags would be something that's very easy to draw, very s- simple, and yet representative of what it's, it represents, what it, it represents. Uh, in my case, th- three of us, the triangles, and, and our nationalities, Mexican, Ukrainian, and Polish. Yeah. And, and therefore, we use those colors. That's it. Very simple, you know. And, and, but but there was a, uh, uh, a guy that I saw just not too long ago on, on Facebook, and, and he talked about uh, the state flags and how, actually, how ugly they were, the majority of them, because all they do is they use a... a the state seal of the United States, I mean, the of each individual state, and it just plaster it on a blue background. Now, there are some states that are different, and, of course, the the different ones got better ratings, like New Mexico, uh, Arizona, um, Maryland, of course, and uh, I think Hawaii, I believe. Not Hawaii. Uh, yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, but, that's, I mean, I never. I, flags are an interesting thing. Um, I mean, I come from my Germanish roots. Ziggy zaggy, ziggy zaggy, <laughs> ziggy zaggy, ziggy zaggy. And let's come. I asked you about you know the the flag that you had. Oi 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 oi. Let's come. I asked you about the flag that you had downstairs. Uh, you know what? I knew what the blue stripe represented in the middle of the American flag, but I just was curious as to okay, uh, instead of red, white. Stripes on the American flag, it was black and white. And when you mentioned it, I thought, oh, that is really cool. I really, I like the explanation of that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't say I uh, go, but I I hung the American flag outside. Go America. Um, I told you, I've thought about erecting a flag post. Correct, a a flagpole. A flagpole somewhere, uh, 
on my property, my my uh, well endowed lands. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I, yeah, I, I should. Uh, I keep contemplating it. It's just there's so many things where. Um, yeah. Not to mention, you got to be weary of if it falls down. Don't let it fall down. No, but I'm saying like if the flag post comes down, you have to be weary of like streets. Oh, like it can't oh, fall. Oh. Like if a bad storm would take it down. Not that I'm gonna have a breakaway flagpole. Right. But if for some reason it would you know fall down, I don't want to hit you know power lines or yeah. streets or another person like another neighbor's house. Yeah. Well, if ever you walk around the neighborhood, there's a, uh, one guy who has a tough flagpole, and and he has a flag there all, all the time. And it's 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 never fallen down. As a matter of fact, uh, if you're really into vexiology, the study of flags, there uh, there is like a, um, um, oh, what's the word? A rule, a, a ruling, or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, as to how tall your flag is. I mean, how tall your flag pole is. The type of size of flag you should hoist on it. Yeah. You hoist on it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. Because you, you don't want to have an itty bitty flag on a huge, you know, uh, flagpole. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so you know, there's there certain there's certain dimensions of of the, the correct size of flag that you need to hoist on on how tall. Yeah, I mean, I can't is. afford a pole to to be able to hoist that flag you carry in the parade. Well, no, I mean the the, the one that we carried in the parade, you you need a flagpole. I don't know. Several stories high. <laughs> yeah, not not, uh, not my balling on a budget. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoy doing that every year at at, at the uh, uh, at the Fourth of July parade. And 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 what really fascinates me about carrying the American flag, I mean, a huge, huge flag that that goes from curb to curb on on the street as as you're carrying it, and you need actually thirty bodies to carry this flag, and. And the, the thing that's amazing to me that I love watching is how people applaud, how uh, guys who are wearing baseball caps take them off and hold it over their hearts, how people, you know, put their hands over their hearts. And I just love it. It's it's just so, oh, man, it's, it's, it, it, feel, you make, it makes you feel as an American – and this is what we should be as a country, not you know, not uh, whether I don't care whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, or what have you. You know, who cares, uh, or what color you are, what religion you you know you're in. But I mean, and, and that's the beauty of this country. And 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 to see that being displayed as you carry this this huge flag, and then even in our parade, you had uh, you had uh, uh, other international groups. You had. Uh, the Karen group, uh, and I don't mean the Karen, the the, the crazy people, but, <laughs> but uh, it, it's a group from, I believe, it's in Asia, and I'm not very good at, in geography. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's part of Bhutan or Nepal or someplace out there, and then and then you had a, a group of. Uh, um, uh, uh, Mexicans, uh, Mexican dancers, or, or Mex- uh, dressed up in in uh, Mexican costume, and 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 the lady even was wearing the costume from the state of Oaxaca, which is a state in in, in Mexico, and I was just really surprised. Of, wow, I mean, because 
going, you know, in, in Mexico is also a country that has different regions and different states, and, and each region is different. And so each region has its own uh, regional costume, and, uh, which is different. Like Oaxaca is way different from the northern part of Mexico, which is close to the U.S. border, completely different. And, 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 ju- and just to see the mixture being in an American parade, it's, it's, just, it's just wonderful and how beautiful the, 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 the mixture of different countries that we have in this country. And, and that's what, that what makes America, America, really, you know. And, and we should just really, as a country, stop bickering over whether you're left or right or red or blue or, or whatever, you know, really. We are who we are. We are American, and we should be proud of that fact. And that's and that's and that's and that's my boom plug on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, it, it's 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 amazing. I think to to just think about that the pride for our country. You know, our our country has gone through through many many tough times in its history, back to the beginning. It seems that that's the one thing that always sticks strong. Yeah. Yeah. And and we as Americans should delve dive delve into our our history, our own history. I mean, like even like the history here of Lidditz, the history of Pennsylvania, the history of our country. Um the the, the uh Go to Mount Vernon and visit George Washington's home. Go to Monticello and visit Jefferson's home. Uh, come to think of it, even right down the street where my mom lives, um, and, and the name of the school, Ross School. It, it's named in honor of George Ross. Who was George Ross? People should know that. One of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Where did he, did he live? He lived actually in Ross Street, and there's even a little monument, a little thing of where his house used to stand. Of course, the, the house isn't standing there, but it's like a little brick pedestal with a, uh, a plaque saying that this is where George Ross lived, which is unique, and it's a unique Lancastrian history. Yeah. And then if you even travel down to uh, Lancaster County Park, there you have um, a Rockford Plantation. Who owned it? General uh, Edward Hand. Who was General Edward Hand, you, you would say? Well, he, he was... Uh, George Washington's right-hand man. He was an auxiliary general, whatever he was. He was also, I believe, a, 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 a doctor of some sort, a medic, an MD, back in those days in the 1700s. I mean, this is stuff that we as Americans should know. I mean, we should know our history. We should know that, that President Buchanan lived in Lancaster. That president Buchanan was the only bachelor president, blah, 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 you know, so on and so forth. You know, uh, uh, we should know why... At times they call them the, the worst president, which I don't think so. But anyway, you know, and, and his involvement regarding that the history would say that he was a sympathizer towards the Southerners during before World War, before the Civil War, and so on and so forth. And 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 actually, his belief that he thought that slavery would eventually go away, and 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 uh, and that he wasn't for slavery. But you know, you know, it, it's unique history. And which is yeah, local. I was say, from what I understand, is it wasn't that he he agreed with slavery. It was just that he didn't want to step in and do anything because it was his belief that it was going to disappear one day, right? Slowly, right? right. And he didn't want to make a, a major step in that. He right. wanted to just let it 
take its course right. and go away naturally, and he didn't Correct. want to step in. Which, Correct. I mean, yeah. Yeah. People uh, now didn't agree with them, uh, you know, and I, I, I get where they're coming from there, but it, it's it's crazy to see where where things stand. Yeah, and you know, and and look at the names of some of our our um, in Lancaster, in Lancaster City, some of the names of the, some of the middle schools, Reynolds Middle School. Who was it named after? Well, the general. Who was this general, General Reynolds? Well, he was one of the captains, or I mean, sorry, not captain, one of the generals in the Civil War. And there's a huge monument in uh, in uh, Gettysburg, uh, mili- uh, in the mili- uh, military park, national park, in, in Gettysburg. You know, and it's to his honor, and, he, and it's uh, on a horse. It's a huge monument. Um, and to think that he also lived here, yep. you know. Yeah. No, it's, it, we live in, I think what makes it very interesting to us is living out here. Uh, we live in a very historical part. Oh, yeah. want to believe it Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of history linked to this local area in which we live. Yeah. Um, Thaddeus Stevens is another one, you know. And, and you know, uh, Lancaster's filled with history. I mean, you know, I, I think that they, they should offer even a course, <laughs> to be honest with you, on, on uh, Lancaster history. Start it. The Dave Chavez <laughs> yeah, right, history uh-huh. course. Yeah. I, I would have to be an associate professor at F&M or Millersville or someplace. You know? <laughs> Non-sponsored. <laughs> not, not, right, correct. <laughs> mm. But... Uh, even then, speaking of Millersville and all that, do you know, I hope I got this right, that one of the professors in Millersville, long, long time ago, uh, oh, I forgot which song it was. Shoot, I forgot. I think he was the one who did Row, 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 You Boat Gently Down the Stream. Merrily, yeah. merrily, merrily. So the I kid song. Yeah, I, I think, I'm sure that was him, and I forgot the name of the professor, but he was actually a Millersville professor. Interesting. You know, I mean, that's going to say, you know, Lancaster is filled, filled with history, you know. Um, I'm just learning just recently about uh how wealthy people became also here in Lancaster and in and, and, and nearby counties too, uh, from um, iron ore and the development of gunpowder and so on and so forth that helped during the Revolutionary War, during the Civil War, and all that. And it's like I'm, I'm just fascinated by this, you know, historic facts of, of just local history. Yeah, I mean, we're... Just, I mean, you go to Columbia. Yeah, you, you got have the it. Bridge burning. Right, right. Where they burn the bridge there to try to slow down the British troops. Uh, Confederates. Okay, yeah, sorry, wrong yeah. war. <laughs> wrong war. You're right. Uh, the Confederates, so that they they you know couldn't continue right. up into the Union. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also you know that that uh, Columbia was named Columbia because they thought it was going to be our capital. For the, for the the United States, yeah, I, I do know that. You know, and uh, it's like wow. And and I think, yeah, there there should be a course on Lancaster County history. To be honest with you, yeah, make it happen. Here we go. <laughs> and hopefully, they listen to the podcast. I hope. 
you know. But then again, you could fall in deaf ears. Who knows? You know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Um, it's it's crazy times. We have to learn our current history too. We had the the great Dave Chavez <laughs> that lived that lived out here, uh, educator, uh, educator, part time comedian, sex icon. Uh, You're making me blush. <laughs> mm. Well, how about the great Chad Gleasel? Now, it's, it's uh, is a German, is it Gleasel or Gleisel? Gleisel. It's like Lysol with a G. Okay, I just thought it was Gleasel, as in maybe the German. G L E I, S L. Okay, now, is that the correct German pronunciation? Yes. Gleisel. Yep. Not Gleisel. 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 Okay. So, if I go to Germany, will I find Gleisels or will I find Gleisels? You'll find Gleisels. Gleisels. Okay. All of them. Okay. And, and speaking of Germany, like Bavaria, what part of Germany? Augsburg. Oh, really? Oh, great. You should, you should go down there one of these days. Maybe. Or, or over there. Maybe. I, like I said, I bleed red, white, and blue. Yeah, but we have to remember what's also in your blood. Yeah, that's true. German blood. Mm-hmm. Scary yep. when you put it like that. Yeah. No, but it's true. You know, really, you know, your heart beats red, white, and blue, but through that heart runs what you're made out of. Yeah. Black, red, and yellow. There you go. Do you have a German flag? Yes, as I do, a small one. Uh, I see how it is. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a whole collection of small flags. I can't collect huge flags because I don't have the room. But I have a whole collection. I think I stopped at a hundred and something small flags. flags. Yeah, little flags, and um, I've concentrated mostly right now on city flags, municipal flags. Um, I have, of course. New York, Chicago, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. For some rhyme or reason, Philadelphia eludes me. Every time I want to get a flag from Philadelphia, it eludes me. I just have to, you know, really stop, start ordering things online. But I, I normally, I'm the type of person who likes to buy things where I'm at. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, the Baltimore flag, I got it in Baltimore. New York flag. I got it in New York. You know, uh, I have a, a pretty big, well, not big, big, but, you know, average size flag of uh, Lancaster City given to me by good old Mayor Janice Stork. Interesting. Yeah, I was uh, used to s- sit on the uh, Martin Luther King Scholarship uh, uh, Board. And so, you know, we would meet monthly with uh, the mayor. Uh, and this was to... Um, um, get money, you know, from different uh, companies or, or people to start up a, a scholarship fund for any kid. And we still, and it's still going on. I mean, it's now up to, I think, I forget how much amount of money, but, 
you know, thousands and thousands of scholarship monies that goes out to uh, high school kids from McCaskey that are going into college and, and they whatever career they're into. So we do have a scholarship fund, and that started out back in 1981 when our school, uh, the name of it was changed from E.E. E. Higby. You're probably saying, who is E.E. E. Higby? Well, Elathan Ethan Higby was, I think, the first... Uh, he was the first um, state uh, of education in Pennsylvania. And so then back in 1981, it was changed to Martin Luther King Elementary. And, and so then we started a, a... The teachers collected money, and we decided to have enough money for one of our kids from our school who went on to one of the middle schools, well, back then, juniors, junior high schools, and through McCaskey, and it was going to go to college and needed some money. So we, we started out um, uh, having a small fund for that person. And then it just built up. And here we are in 2023, and we still have it, and it still goes on. It is. It is a fantastic program, and I think uh, we have enough money now to, I think, last time I think we had like 23 students. I always get a report every year of how much money was was gathered and how many kids got. That's you awesome, know, though. You know, and, and, and a lot of the kids, depending on their need and on what they're going to uh, uh, what their career is going to be in college, that's how much money they would get. You know, it yeah, could yeah. be anywhere from a thousand to twenty thousand, depending. Yeah, you that's know. awesome. So, anyway, uh, I was on the first board that, uh, and we would meet monthly with with uh, uh, Mayor Janice Stork, and out of the clear blue sky, I guess she knew that I, I was into flags, so she said, "Oh, do you have one of the city?" I said, no, Mayor, I don't. Well, you do now, and so you already got my flag. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I wonder, I wonder how much time we have left. Let's see what the producer says. I think, I think the producer's falling asleep. I think so, too. <laughs> I think he's napping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess we can wrap it up for I th- today. I think so too, because I believe it. Uh, if we're having a, the producer falling asleep, <laughs> <laughs> the, produ- the producer's out. Doug, <laughs> Doug's asleep. Okay, Doug. <laughs> all righty. Well, I guess that's all the time we have for today. I guess we'll have to take this uh, on the road next week. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I really enjoyed being here. Uh, and I look forward for our next chat. Yeah, and I I hope everybody listening, I thank you for listening, and uh, I hope you continue to stick with us. Yes, thank you so much for being our our audience, and I hope that um, you stick to us. Thank you.